Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Retroist. Do you remember the first movie you walked out of? Do you remember the first movie you almost walked out of? I can remember the first movie I almost walked out of. It was Teen Wolf 2. And I had gone to see that because I enjoyed Teen Wolf 1 so much. I didn't get to go to a ton of movies. And the ones I did, I was committed to. So when I went to see Teen Wolf 2, it was with saved money. I got my milk duds. I sat down started watching this film. And I was not enjoying it. I like Jason Bateman. He's been great in almost everything he's been on on television. But Teen Wolf 2 was agonizing for me. I really enjoyed Teen Wolf 1, and I thought that Teen Wolf 2 did none of the original film credit, and I couldn't even enjoy it on, I guess, an ironic level. I'm not so sure I was capable of enjoying things on an ironic level back then, but I certainly wasn't enjoying that on any level. The thing is, because I had invested in this film, I couldn't bring myself to walk out of it. And I remember sitting there so bored waiting for this film to end just so I could get it over with. Later, I would walk out of movies that I didn't like. And in my head, I was thinking about the experience of Teen Wolf 2, how I'd wasted part of my day on something so horrible, which is something you should never do if you really aren't enjoying it. I have watched Teen Wolf 2 since then and have been able to enjoy it on a couple of levels. It's silly. But I still get that feeling in my stomach, that agonizing, I'm not sure what to do moment. I guess a holdover from when I was a kid. It's a haunting moment because it's the time when I had to make a decision about what was entertaining and sacrifice something, my money, to walk out on that. I kind of wish I did, but I'm kind of glad I didn't. The experience has stuck with me and has informed my movie watching ever since. The good thing is it didn't hurt my feelings about the original Teen Wolf. That wouldn't happen to much later. I'll talk a little bit about that toward the end of the show. On today's show, we're going to cover Teen Wolf. We'll talk about the people in Teen Wolf. We'll talk about Teen Wolf 2. We'll talk about the animated series. And we'll throw in a few surprises here and there. Doug McCoy is joining us with another Also Ran segment. And Vic Sage has another Why Should I Know This Person. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us. So without further ado, let's start the show. was a fantasy horror, I want to say horror, fantasy comedy released in the late summer, August 23rd of 1985. Now that would be after Back to the Future, which was really fortuitous because 
while Michael J. Fox was a television star, Back to the Future made him a very big movie star, and that would carry over into box office success for the very low budget, not just compared to Back to the Future, but compared to just about anything, of Teen Wolf. The film was directed by Rod Daniel, American film director, directed Teen Wolf, Home Alone 4, Beethoven 2nd, K-9. The script was by Joseph Loeb III. You might know Joseph Loeb as Jeff Loeb. He's a film and television writer, comic book writer, producer writer on Smallville and Lost, as well as Heroes. He's multi-award winning and is a big muckety-muck over at Marvel. He was approached by the Atlantic Releasing Corporation after they had had success with the movie Valley Girl, and they wanted him to write a very low-budget film. And what they got was Teen Wolf. The film cost about a million dollars to make, very low budget, and was shot very quickly. They managed to snag Michael J. Fox because there was a delay in the filming of Family Ties when Meredith Baxter Burney had gotten pregnant. The film was shot in California, in L.A., and Pasadena. In fact, some of the locations in Teen Wolf were actually used in Back to the Future. A lot of people think that the film looks like it was shot in the Midwest, and I think it's supposed to feel like it's the Midwest. But if you're going to shoot something Midwestern, it seems all you got to do is go a little north and shoot in Pasadena. A little bit about the cast. You had Michael J. Fox as Scott Howard. Michael J. Fox is the star of Back to the Future, Family Ties, Spin City. Very well-known actor. Susan Ercity played Lisa Booth Marconi. Besides playing in Teen Wolf, she was in Zapped and also guested on 21 Jump Street and Charles in Charge. Jerry Levine played Rupert's Styles Stalinsky. Levine, from New Jersey, has worked in quite a few things. Also done some directing, and we'll get back to him in a few minutes with Vic's segment. James Hampton played Harold Howard. Worked on a ton of television shows, including F Troop and The Rockford Files. And in movies, he worked in The Longest Yard and in Sling Blade. Hampton had originally come out for the role of Coach Finstock, which would go to Jay Tarsus, but in going out for that role, he landed the role of the father. Lori Griffin played Pamela Wells, probably best known for Teen Wolf, did some television acting on Highway to Heaven, and just want to bring it up again, Charles in Charge. Mark Arnold played Mick McAllister, nemesis, I guess, of Michael J. Fox in the movie. Soap opera actor, worked on Santa Barbara, Guiding Light, The Edge of Night, and One Life to Live. Jim McCrell played Vice Principal Rusty Thorne, which is such a great name. Probably best known for emceeing the game show Celebrity Sweepstakes. But he's had some really good film and TV credits, including Defending Your Life, Annie Hall, The Howling, Gremlins, Moonlighting, and The Golden Girls. Jay Tarsus played Coach Bobby Finstock, comedy writer-producer. In addition to acting, he created The Days and Nights of Molly Dodd and The Slap Maxwell Story. He was also in the very short-lived Jim Carrey sitcom from 84, The Duck Factory. Mark Holton played Chubby. Holton's probably best known as Francis in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He's a good character actor, been in other stuff. I just want to point out how horrible it is when they just write a character who is overweight and they call him Chubby. This has been something that's bothered me 
I know that people call people that, but in my experience in life, nobody ever embraces being called chubs or chubby like the characters in movies or TV shows. And I have to admit, chubby in Teen Wolf does seem a bit angry and bitter. Although, for a guy of his size, he plays amazing basketball. Now with a little bit more on Jerry Levine, his Vic Sage, with another great edition of Why Should I Know This Person? Hi friends, Vic Sage here with another installment of Why Should I Know This Person? And this time we are taking a look at Teen Wolf co-star Jerry Levine. Levine was born on March 12, 1957 in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Jerry got his start as an actor on the TV series Charles in Charge in 1984 as Elliot Pembroke, appearing twice on the series in the episodes Cousin Elliot and Mr. President. In 1985, Jerry appeared in the sci-fi TV series Otherworld in an episode entitled Rock and Roll Suicide. I'm nominating Otherworld, by the way, for a future Retros podcast. That same year, Jerry was cast as Rupert Stiles Stilinski in the feature film Teen Wolf. In 1986, Levine was cast in Iron Eagle and the Anthony Michael Hall crime thriller Out of Bounds, before returning to TV with appearances in Heart of the City and Throb. In 1989, Jerry landed roles in the James Belushi action comedy K-9, as well as Oliver Stone's Academy Award winning Born on the Fourth of July. Throughout the years, Levine continued to appear in TV series like Going Places, Boy Meets World, Chicago Hope, Seinfeld, Monk, as well as Will and Grace. In 1999, Jerry began directing for television, including three of the series he had previously acted in, which were Boy Meets World, Chicago Hope, and Monk. In 2002, he directed three episodes of the Twilight Zone series. Those episodes were entitled Dead Man's Eyes, The Path, and Placebo Effect. A few of the numerous series Jerry has directed for include The District, Joan of Arcadia, Raising Hope, Ringer, 90210, Everybody Hates Chris, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and the 2012 version of Hawaii Five-O. Jerry Levine is married to Nina Tassler, president of CBS Entertainment, a position she has held since 2004. This has been Vic Sage with Why Should I Know This Person, signing off until next time. Thanks, Vic. Now that you know some of the actors, let's go a little bit about the plot of Teen Wolf. So it's about Scott Howard, a young man in high school, helps his father run a local hardware store, and he plays basketball for his high school team, the Beavers. They're not a great team. He's got a couple of friends who are close, namely Lisa Booth Marconi, who is a love interest, sort of, although he's got eyes for somebody else, and his friend Rupert Stiles Stalinsky. So Scott likes this other girl, Pamela Wells, who's into acting in the school play, and he tries out later for that. But she's dating Mick McAllister, a guy from another high school, whose team is also the rival of the Beavers, and they're the much more dangerous-sounding dragons. Scott starts to notice changes. He's becoming a werewolf and tries to fight it. Then he finds out that his father is also a werewolf, that it runs in the family. He was hoping that this affliction would skip Scott, but it didn't. So... 
Scott is in a basketball game and there's a big pile up and he turns into the wolf but then pretends no big deal and then uses his massive wolf skills to just take over the school and be awesome. Eventually he has to choose between all the attention and being himself and also between Pamela and Booth. Will he make the right decision in the end? Of course he will. It's Michael J. Fox. There's this great scene at the end after the big game versus the dragons where he runs toward Pamela, but Boof is behind her, and he hugs her. Happy ending. So, okay, everybody who has seen Teen Wolf or looked up Teen Wolf online knows about that scene because people start descending from the stands after the game, and there is a person who is supposedly exposing themselves because you can see that they are wearing a red sweater and have an unzipped fly This has gone around, and it's real fun. You can actually see it pretty clearly if you watch the film and pause it. The thing is that that is not a man up there who is exposing themselves. It is actually a woman who, I guess, just had some sort of malfunction with their zipper and realized it at the time and then draws a lot of attention to it by kind of covering it up. Makes for great internet fodder. And once you see it, you won't be able to not see it. That which is seen cannot be unseen. For Michael J. Fox, life hasn't been easy. Hello? Hi. I'm going through changes. His voice is changing. Give me a keg of beer. Is there anything wrong with me? He's got hair on his chest. He stopped being a boy. What do you think about to get worked up? At last, he's become... Scott? A wolf. An explanation is probably long overdue. Dad, an explanation? Look at me. Look at you. He's always wanted to be something special, but he never expected this. Teen Wolf. He's got style. There's something different about you. Did you change your hair? He's got class. Wolf person. He's got hair all over his body. Wolves aren't supposed to be shy. He's a wolf in teen's clothing. And tonight is his night to howl. Teen Wolf, a new comedy with Michael J. Fox, star of Back to the Future. Team Wolf would be released on August 23rd, 1985. What else was going on in 1985? Here's Doug with his segment, Also Ran. Hey, I'm Doug, and this is Also Ran. What also ran in 1985 with Team Wolf? Who did Marty McFly, or I mean Scott Howard, share theater space with? Well, there were nameless cowboys, spies, other werewolves, vampires, zombies, troubled teens, high school wrestlers, college brains, and martial artists of all kinds. Since Teen Wolf wasn't released until August of 1985, there were a lot of movies in theaters before it. 
Movies such as The Falcon and the Snowman, Tomboy, Witness, The Breakfast Club, Vision Quest, The Last Dragon, Friday the 13th Part 5, Cat's Eye, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, one of Hot Pink Heather's favorites, Just One of the Guys, Rambo, First Blood Part 2, Brewster's Millions, A View to a Kill, Fletch, The Goonies, Daryl, Cocoon, Back to the Future, and The Black Cauldron. In theaters alongside of Teen Wolf were Fright Night, Weird Science, Follow That Bird, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Summer Rental, Real Genius, Return of the Living Dead, The Bride, Better Off Dead, Godzilla 1985, and American Ninja. Now how did Marty, I mean Scott, fare against that competition? Well, he came in 26th for the year. And while 26th might seem low, you have to consider the fact that he went up against Arnold Schwarzenegger, Charles Bronson, Roger Moore, Sylvester Stallone, twice, Chuck Norris, twice, and a whole host of other horror icons. Not only so, but you also have to consider that he came in second for his opening weekend, which isn't too bad. And lastly, you have to consider that he was a teen wolf. He probably would do a lot better as an adult wolf. So I'm Doug, and this has been Also Ran. The Teen Wolf soundtrack is pretty good. The CD, though, is kind of expensive. It's an import and has 15 songs, but really all I want was Big Bad Wolf because I want to do the wolf dance, especially around Halloween. I think that's when I could pull it off and, of course, win in the end, which I think would really motivate me when I was playing hoops. But for the price that people want for it, I think I'll pass for now. So the film makes good money, but Fox didn't really enjoy the process, I guess, of Getting into the makeup suit, probably good, because the film that followed Teen Wolf was Teen Wolf 2, not Teen Wolf 2 number, but T-O-O, very clever, which was released on November 20th, 1987. The film was directed by Christopher Leach, and the script was credited to Jeff Loeb, R. Timothy Kring, Matthew Wiseman, and Brett Granville. The film starred Jason Bateman as cousin Todd Howard. James Hampton would reprise his role as Harold Howard. And Mark Holton would return as Chubby. Couldn't get enough the first time. The characters of Coach Finstock and Styles would be recast, with Stuart Fratkin playing Styles and Paul Sand playing Finstock. New cast members would be John Astin as Dean Dunn and Kim Darby as Professor Tanya Brooks. The story is about Todd, who goes to Hamilton University, based on the recommendation of Scott's basketball coach, Finstock. His hope is that the wolf will kick in, and when you wolf out, you get all these awesome abilities. He does wolf out, and he becomes an amazing boxer. And a lot of the same stuff that's in Team Wolf happens to him. It's very similar film, just not as well done, not as well acted, just not as... Since Teen Wolf 2 wasn't that great and didn't do as well, you might be surprised to know that there was talk of doing a Teen Wolf 3, and that was spilled by Jeff Loeb at a convention where he talked about the possibility of a film starring Alyssa Milano as the third Teen Wolf, and instead of being about basketball or boxing, this one would have been about hockey. You can't keep the Teen Wolf down, though. From 1986 to 1987, a cartoon adventure series, Teen Wolf, 
or as it was known in the UK, the cartoon adventures of Team Wolf ran on television. Scott Howard in that series was voiced by Townsend Coleman, voice actor probably best known for his role as Michelangelo in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Wayne Gretzky on Pro Stars, and as the voice of The Tick on the animated series. Much like the movie, it's about a young werewolf trying to fit in. There was some changes from the movie to the cartoon to make it more, I guess, cartoony. In the movie, the name of the town is Beacon Town. In the animated series, it's called Wolverton. Also in the animated series, Scott's ability to turn into a wolf is not public knowledge like it was in the movie. There was also some other differences. I think it's actually a really good show. I rewatched some of it recently and was surprised. It's kind of sophisticated. I don't think I gave it much attention when it originally ran. I probably watched it during just its initial run and then never went back to it. So it was quite a nice surprise to return to it now. Beware, Scott, when the moon is Oh, no, not again. It's a hairy situation. Oh, I'll die if anyone sees me like this. So nowadays, if you had moderate success in the 80s, you're either going to be rebooted in a brand new feature film or you're going to become a television series. This has happened to Teen Wolf. It is running on MTV. I cannot speak to the merits of this show. I tried watching the series. Some people seem to really like it. I guess I had Teen Wolf expectations from the movie. It did not work for me. But the show was renewed for a third season, 24 more episodes, so the wolf will keep roaring. The film is available on both DVD and Blu-ray. Sadly, the only special feature on these releases is the theatrical trailer. I guess they didn't grab a lot of extras back when they were making this. They were in such a rush. I still think they could have done some interviews or something. That would be nice. But... It is nice that the film is available in both Blu-ray and DVD format. So I re-watched Teen Wolf again multiple times before recording this. And I just want to talk about the characters in the film. Something I didn't realize when I watched it. And I want you, if you're going to watch it, to think about it. Maybe you can get back to me. It doesn't seem to me that the characters in the film are all that likable. Maybe Boof and Scott's dad have some likable qualities, but even Scott is not a great person. Almost nobody in the film is all that nice to one another. Everybody seems real angry in this beacon town. I'm not sure what that's all about. For some reason, Michael J. Fox's charisma blinded me until recent watchings because he's so self-absorbed and kind of mean that watching it now was a shock to me. But... Maybe that makes the movie more realistic. It's still a fun movie, especially if you're not thinking about the likability of fictional characters, like I sort of did this time. Teen Wolf is an interesting film, maybe a footnote in Michael J. Fox's career, but it's a fun distraction, especially if you like the genre of comedy, fantasy, horror, which I guess I do. So with Halloween coming up, if you want to laugh, if you want to cringe, Pick up Teen Wolf or Teen Wolf 2. Maybe you can also track down a copy of the animated series. I think if you're a Michael J. Fox fan, you're going to really enjoy it. At the very least, if you pay close attention, you will learn how to do the wolf dance. And the wolf dance is probably the most handy dance you could have if you're attending wolf or non-wolf themed dances or parties. It is, I guess, simple enough that everyone around you will pick up on it immediately and start to emulate you. And even if you are not some hybrid wolf-human in real life, you will be the belle of the ball. 
That is a Teen Wolf guarantee. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, you can drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist and twitter.com slash retroist. The music you hear on the show is by Peachy. If you have musical needs, you can email Peachy at peachy at retroist.com. You can also follow him on Facebook. His Facebook page is Pixel8. Thanks to Doug McCoy for his great segment, Also Ran. You can find Doug's posts on the website. You can also find his stuff at his own personal blog where he has a podcast called Found Footage Films. You can find all that at authordougmccoy.com. Thanks to Vic Sage for another great Why Should I Know This Person. You can find Vic's work all over the Retroist. And if you have any feedback for him, you can email him at vicsage at retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. So Booth would be an ideal girlfriend for him, and yet he's being a big jerk, just a big wolf jerk. Even before he turns into the wolf, he's a jerk. It's a town of jerks. Shouldn't be Beacon Town, should be Jerk Town. It's all jerks. Why has everybody got to be such a jerk? This has been a retrospective production. Goodbye.